welcome back to Two Blokes from Blighty from the second week, second episode, everyone. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Tim at Wembembo. You can find me on Wembembo on everything. I'm joined by my brother, Joey Fitz. Hello, the uh, ever-infectious Tim. How are you doing? Uh, I am bloated. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thank you. I forgot about that bit, and I remembered. I remember that I was going like, to come up with a counter adjective. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the, see. I saw a post. Uh, I think it was on Twitter where someone was asking what people's adjectives were instead of pronouns. Nice. And um, people were coming back with like noisy and chaotic. <laughs> I like it. I yeah. like it. Um, I think everyone should have adjectives. <laughs> I do too. If you could choose your own, what would they be? Uh, I'm going to say quiet and mischievous. Quiet and mischievous. What about you? Would you put that on your email signature at work? Uh, maybe. I have a thing at work where, because we use Slack at work, uh, where I put how to pronounce my name on there. Nice. My adjectives would be thoughtful and leave me the fuck alone. All right. Solid. Very solid. That would go on my work signature. Incredible. Joey, how have you been since last week? Um, I have been very good. I went to the pub today, and mm-hmm. it was very sunny for the what feels like the first time in ages, and we sat in the beer garden. And the pub, my local, I go there, and I don't normally drink. I'm not a massive drinker, but I ordered a carving, and the lady behind the bar went, is this for you? You don't normally drink. And I was like, I think I'm just in a bloody good mood. That was uh, That was how I am. How are you, Tim? Uh, well, I was working today, uh, and it was absolutely gorgeous here, so I was very sad to be looking out my window at a dog park next to the beach, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be like, oh, I'm working. Okay. It's a hard life, isn't it? With it is. Like, I can't quite see the sea, but it, I, if I if I were to stand at the end of my at the end of the driveway of my building, I could probably see the ocean. So, I I, I like where I am, but I on the days that I'm working, I don't want it to be sunny. <laughs> I haven't seen the ocean in probably two years, and I really miss it. I like the ocean. I do too. Actually, the last time I saw the sea was when I dropped you home. um, You went by the seafront. Well, I took you to where you live. Yeah. Um, And we all sat in the pub and had a drink and some food by the sea. Yeah. What a magical time time that was. Yeah. Um, Tim, you've got our third co-host, Google Bartholomew, to um, come up with a quiz question. Yeah. How's we're going to do work? answers at the end? Okay, so play along at home, listeners. That's the whole plan. Uh, these aren't stupid questions, I don't think, but they are factual. Uh, and I'm trying to go for obscure, uh, obscure like questions. Question number one here, and of like many, depending on how long this podcast goes on for, um, <laughs> what's the only body part that is fully grown from birth? Ooh. Right. He, uh, what? <laughs> That's the umbilical cord, Joey. We've had this discussion. <laughs> it's a boy, and what a boy. <laughs> it's a boy, and what a boy. Uh, good. All right. So stay tuned for the end for our quiz question. Um, we have also pinned down a couple of things we want to talk about this week. Yeah. Um, the first thing I'm going to kick off with, Tim, is um, we left off last week on a bit of a cliffhanger. You couldn't log into your cryptocurrency wallet. Um, <laughs> and you told us in the episode that you'd invested £30 in Dogecoin. Yes. Uh, um, and over the week, you found out how Dogecoin, your your Dogecoin is doing. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's up. 
it's not by much, but it's up. Um, when, sorry, when did you invest? When did I invest? This must have been at least three years ago, because I was living in Bristol at the time. Okay. So um, in three years, Tim, what is the increase on your £30 investment? £41.96 is the value right now. So £11.96p. Uh, yes, but at one point it was worth 250 and I just didn't withdraw. But right now it is worth £11.96p more than you paid for it. I mean, it's up. It's up. Are you going to sell it? Uh, when I get to 150 Alex, uh, editor Alex of the Fanatics pointed out uh, that uh, my math is bad in the last episode. <laughs> I said it was 30 and I wanted triple on my return so I wouldn't sell for less than 150 What I was looking for was fivefold. Hmm. Would you sell for 90 Would you sell for three times your investment? Uh, yeah. Would you yeah, sell maybe. double your investment? No, not double. I'd want definitely want more than double, given that it's been growing for nearly three years. Basically, my dream is that we get to a point where you check your crypto on this podcast and sell it whilst we're recording. All right. Um, I don't know a- how it works, whether you click sell and then it immediately sells or... Pretty much. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Pretty much. Um, granted, it's been three years since I really logged into the app uh, mm-hmm. outside of last week's recording. So I don't know if they've changed practice since, but from what I can tell, it's pretty straightforward. And that was our cryptocurrency section. If you ever think about buying money online, don't, don't. do it. It's a waste of time. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's the jingle. <laughs> that's can we please jingle. play that back every week with like <laughs> a jaunty piano backing? So what was it? If you ever think about buying money online, don't fucking do it. It's a waste of time. <laughs> very nice. Um, That's very good. Joey, you've you've written on our little running order for this week. Joey's grown up theatre trip. Yeah, I went to the theatre this week, Tim. What did you go? What what did you go to see? Was it okay? Was uh, it bad out of hell or? I went to see a, a show uh-huh. yesterday. Um, we went to the matinee performance. We travelled to Leicester to go and see it. And I've written Joey's Grown Up Theatre Trip because we went to see Hey Dougie Live. For those who are not in the know, uh, Joey has a son called Little Baby Jack, the wee baby Jack. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jack loves Hey Dougie. Yeah, Tim, I don't think you've ever watched an episode. I've Um, seen the stick clip uh, and I bought him a Hey Dougie bus toy for his first birthday. Yeah, because you told me he likes Hey Dougie, but, but I don't know I, anything else. If I had to say to you, based on what you know of Dougie, which is basically an, a, a video of a stick singing an EDM song and um, what they look like, what would you guess that Dougie is about? So I'm assuming that Dougie is some sort of like, like based on his clothes. I know he's a dog, but he has clothes. But like, I'm assuming like a scouts thing, like he's trying to get badges or something. Okay. So every episode is, it's a bit like a cross between nursery and scouts. Okay. Um, So the children that they call the squirrels um, go to squirrel club, which is the scouts. And every episode is based around a badge. So one of the episodes is first aid badge. One of them is the grandparents badge. One of them is the submarine badge, the space badge. Um, But we went to see the live show and I was expecting it to be absolutely horrific. And it wasn't, it was great. All right. Uh, so, t- go on more so details. 
it was a puppet show. Sure. And when I say puppet show, I think of Punch and Judy, a, a bloke behind a thing with his hand up a puppet's ass, opening oh, and closing no, the didn't. mouth. Oh, yes, he did, kind of thing. But this wasn't. So the, the children puppets were probably three foot tall, uh, and each of them had its own person to control it. And then Dougie must have been about six foot tall. It's a massive um, child. It was just a massive child. Uh, but it was controlled by the guy who narrates the, the live show. He's meant to be. So the narrator of the Hey Dougie show, Tim, is Alexander Armstrong. Um, oh, it's the guy from Pointless. Pointless, yeah. Ah. Um, but they had a guy doing a bit of an impression of him. Um, but it was, Dougie was all, you know when people have those puppets that are like connected by their feet so they can control their arms and their legs independently? And it was like that. It was really, really good. Um, but Jack was mesmerized, and there was a whole section of it where they went to space and um, they white, they completely blacked out the room and they had all these glow-in-the-dark bits and like lights going around and... Jack was like he was really high, just enjoying all of the lights and stuff. But what they did was, the, th the thing I wanted to talk about here was, they were teaching the children about planets. Sure. And they said, here's Mercury, it's the closest one to the sun. And then they got this big inflatable ball thing and threw it out into the crowd. And it was flying around and it was taking ages to come down. And people were punching it back up and it was going around while they were doing this whole sequence. They did the same for Venus. So they had two of these balls going around. And they came quite near us twice. And Jack never had a chance to punch it because the parent in front of us and the parent to the left of us were so overexcited that they basically pushed their own children out the way to punch these balloons. <laughs> and I just think, like, these tickets... So th this, this tour is sold out. Um, this tour is sold out. The tickets weren't cheap. And they've brought these kids, and the one in front had three kids with her, and she basically pushed them out of the way to punch this balloon. Like, who are you here for? Yeah, they're there for them at that point. Like, have you ever seen those um, those horrific videos online, uh, baseball games, where they're going for a home run, and like this maybe six-year-old kid or whatever is reaching out for the first ever baseball he's ever caught, uh, and he's at a baseball game, and it's hit by like Jose Marinez of the of the Oakland Athletics or whatever. And he and then an adult bodies the child. Yeah, no, they ball. they go like soul of the shoe first <laughs> into this kid and just catches it. And they're like, oh yeah, mine. Get <laughs> fucked, five year old. <laughs> I've also seen one where um, this guy caught it and handed it straight to this little kid next to him, which I think was a lovely yeah. thing to do. But then another man, and this man was old enough and had a huge beard so that kind of says how old he was took it straight out of the child's hand and ran away <laughs> <laughs> in a weird way i respect it <laughs> do you no not at all i do not do sport at all it's, it's not my thing um but I would absolutely watch American football if there was a no-limits option for drugs. <laughs> I can't remember who it was that I've seen this, but they said the Olympics should do this. They should have two Olympics. Sure. They should have one, the clean Olympics, and one that is the roided Olympics. Absolutely so, they should. <laughs> one of them, anything goes, and the other one is clean. As soon as Usain Bolt retires, I want us to pump him full of drugs and just see how fast <laughs> a human can go. <laughs> 
not just how fast Usain Bolt can go. It doesn't matter the human. Just so full of drugs that he's not even in control of his limbs anymore. No, I, I want him to create some sort of like anomaly with his speed. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the story about my theatre trip. On the topic of sport, Joey, today is April 13th? 14th? 15th. You're 15th. two days behind, Tim. That's right. Um, yeah. It's the Grand National today. More importantly, Tim, Villa beat Newcastle today. Um, you did tell me this. I texted Tim almost immediately afterwards saying, tell Payne, who, who's Tim's Geordie girlfriend, tell Payne I'm sorry we ruined Newcastle's big day out. Our reaction was, I don't really give a shit about football, but I'm glad he had a good time. (laughs) (laughs) But it's because at the end of the game, um, there's a bit of a rivalry between Newcastle and and Villa. And at the end of the game, the Villa fans were chanting, 3-0 on your big day out, 3-0 on your big day out, just to wind (laughs) up the fans. They also sang, you've seen the Villa, now fuck off home, which is my favourite chant. Um, So we were talking about this when we were hanging out. uh, This weekend is gone. And... um, we were saying, uh, well, I, I, again, I'm not a sports person, but say what you want about football hooligans. Some of their chants are very, very, very creative. They are. Um, Maybe we'll do a special where we just talk, or, or we'll add an agenda point for next time. Yeah. To talk um, about football chants, because we've got quite a lot to get through. We do. I'm just going to mention my favourite one that I read, but I'm sure you can bring a lot more to the table, okay. which is when uh, Rio Ferdinand was <laughs> testing, you know, he refused to do a drugs test or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had to sit out like a number of games and fans were chanting at them his name is Rio and he watches from the stands <laughs> that's very really, creative there's a really good one and I'm going to bleep the whole thing because I don't feel proud that I think it's funny Tim <laughs> that's terrible. Awful. terrible that's awful but it's the Grand National and Joey I did something today that um that I've never done before I placed a bet <gasps> I've, ne- I've never placed a bet before. And, really? Um, my, my girlfriend, apparently, play, what, apparently every year, this is the first year I've heard her doing it. Um, is, has a gambling problem. Has a gambling problem. Uh, she put a bet on at the World Cup. I was tempted, <laughs> but I didn't bother. Who did she um, bet on? Uh, I think she bet on England, but oh, it, was it was a, a fool's foolish bet. mistake. Yeah. Um, and th- but we bet on the Grand National, and I actually won something. Uh, well I won £8.40. Uh, so now I think I have a problem. <laughs> Drinks are on you. Yeah, wowee. Um, the horse that I picked was called uh, the Big Dog. And okay. I picked it because it reminded me of a joke that our granddad used to say. Go on. Uh, which is whenever they saw a horse, they'd be like, oh, that's a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> he used to have a, loads of weird little sayings. Like, um, if he was thirsty, he'd say, my throat's drier than a witch's tit. <laughs> he, he, he had that as well with cold as well. He's like, colder than a witch's tit. Yeah. <laughs> um, whenever someone asked what he did, he'd always be like, I make tin asses for toy teddy bears. Tin asses for toy teddy bears. That's a... Uh... Where does that come from? I have no idea what that means. But it's Mom so used to out. say that um, if he drove you somewhere and you say you can drop me off here, he'd go, what on your head? Yeah. Just that's proper dad joke 101, that, mm. isn't it? Um, I aspire to be this one day. One day. Um, but the, some of the horses that were named there uh, had some great names, like uh, Any Second Now and Ain't That a Shame. And um, <laughs> But my favourite horse story, uh, and I have one. <laughs> it's, um, of course you do. Of course they do. Um, the writers of Monty Python uh, all got together and bought a horse at one point and called it. We're all pink and told the jockey, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. Just ride the inside line. And so the announcer would always have to shout, and we're all pink on the inside. 
My God. That's such a them joke. That's such an expensive joke as well. I know, but it's very funny. Yeah, it was very Um, funny. We're all pink on the inside. Wow. Um, Wow. uh, So do you feel like you'll you'll bet again? Well, I've got £30 in bets to spend on sponsors, please. I'll bleep the name because they're not giving us any money and they're a horrific company. Are they really? Well, no, I'm not including this in the episode, so I'll, I'll tell you later. All right, fine. Yeah. Um, all right, let, well, let's move on from that then because we don't really have a natural segue. Okay. Um, we've had a couple of suggestions from listeners because I think, did you put on the Game Club Twitter or on our Discord? On the Game Club Twitter, um, follow us on at Game Club Pod on Twitter um, and give us suggestions for things to talk about. What do you want to hear two blokes from Blighty yammer on about for half an hour every week? Um, let us know or you can let us know on discord or tim gave you his personal twitter at the start you can drop him a an old tweet um i need that dopamine hit from the notification bell <laughs> and not the abuse ones either it's uh no <laughs> <laughs> the dopamine closely followed by the crashing depression is uh bad for you <laughs> um so suggestions from listeners um Alex, lovely editor Alex, Celestial Shrimp, if you listen to um, Game Club Pod, he's Game been on. Club Pod, he'll be on. Uh, if you listen to The Fanatic, Tim's oh, the podcast. Um, if you listen to The Fanatic, he was on an episode of that. He's also our editor for that. Hence the name Editor Alex. Yeah. Um, he suggested a couple of tom- conversations. And Tim, I'm going to start with a really quick one. Uh, what's the best tea bags for a proper brew? I'm much more of a coffee guy than a tea guy, but... You're the worst British person I've ever met. But I do like a Yorkshire tea. Yorkshire tea? Yorkshire tea is is pretty fucking good. What makes Yorkshire tea better than anything else? I don't know, it's just it shits all over Tetley's for a start. Tetley tea. Um, I like PG Tips. PG Tips, solid choice, solid choice. Yeah, because it's triangle. Um, it was Tetley cutting us out because uh, we're slagging them off. Um, I don't make know what tea, then. And, and monkey. Monkey. All right. Um, tea of choice. Go. Tea of choice. Like green tea, jasmine, English breakfast. The PG tips. I've just said it. That is the type of tea. Ah, oh, no. I, I'm, I'm much more of a green tea Hipster guy. twat like you. <laughs> 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 Which I wasn't going to say until you said, I'm more of a green tea guy. I like green tea. It tastes nice. How are you not a virgin? I can feel it growing back. <laughs> no, I'm much more of a coffee guy than a tea guy, but if I'm pressed for tea, it's either green tea or um, or Yorkshire. I used to quite like a red berry tea. And you're more, you're not more of a hipster than me. And then I realised that no one wanted to talk to me about red berry tea. Um, but that that's not a proper brew, nor is it drinkable now because it tastes like shit since I've had it lately. Um, but no, PG tips. Definitely for the, purely for the triangle. I appreciate the triangle shape. Purely for the monkey. Purely for the Johnny Vegas adverts about fifteen years ago. I forgot about who was in it. Monkey. What do you think he's doing now? Johnny Vegas right now. Can we make yeah. this a regular section of the podcast? What is Johnny Vegas, What's Johnny doing? Vegas up to? <laughs> I'm gonna I ask. Think, I'm gonna ask Bard. Okay, but before Bard, I think Johnny Vegas is. It's quarter to nine at night on a Saturday. I think he is uh, eagerly awaiting or eagerly awaiting Channel 5's coverage of the EFL, hoping that his football team won this weekend because he doesn't know the result. 
apparently, he is currently working on his new stand-up tour. Didn't know he just still did stand-up for a start. Okay. Um, but he also is currently working on his podcast, Johnny Vegas Midlife Crisis. No, but what's he literally doing right now? This is as far as I've got. Okay, but what do you think? Uh, I think he's he's eagerly awaiting the football results. I think he's sat in a big circular room in the middle, surrounded by monkey. And a tin of beans in the middle. Yeah. And every day he <laughs> prays to monkey for more food. Monkey. But the monkey just says tetley. No, not PG beans, tips. not beans, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking weird section, but I quite like what's Johnny Vegas doing right now. <laughs> um, oh, all right. Um, and then the the other question Alex asked was around British music. What is the best British music, Tim? I mean, it's the birthplace of metal. Like, you know, you got bands like Judas Priest and Black Sabbath and a Dragon Force British. No, I thought they were. Sorry, Dragon Force, you're classing them as the best British bands. Well, no, but I'm thinking about metal. Drag, drag, sorry, you went Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, Dragon Force? <laughs> yeah. What the hell is going on? I'm just thinking about British bands. How does your mind go, Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, Dragon Force? Just thinking about British bands. Are you just thinking about bands that you'd like to see with a trampoline on stage? With a trampoline? Dragon Force play with trampolines on stage. I've seen Dragon Force twice. I've never seen them with a trampoline. I've seen them twice, and both times they've had trampolines. Both times they were awful. Oh, no, I, I loved them the first time. The second time, very meh. They're so gimmicky. It's like, look how fast I can go... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Ooh, it's... Metal. The whole thing is, look how fast I can, Herman Lee can move his right hand. But let's... Well... It's nothing on you, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of practice. <laughs> um, but, but, sorry, rewinding. <laughs> Judas Priest, Dragon Force. Sorry, Black Sabbath, Sabbath. Dragon Force. Dragon Force. You couldn't think of any other British Dragon Force before Iron Maiden. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking of British bands that immediately come to mind. Jamie T's up there. He's not metal, though. He's also not English. I think he's Australian. Jimmy T's from London. I don't think he is. He absolutely is. I'm going to look this up, and if I'm right, I'm keeping it in. If I'm wrong, I'm keeping it out. No. no it... <laughs> Arctic Monkeys are another good one. Uh, he's from Wimbledon, South London in Australia. You've added the Australia bit. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> so this is getting cut. <laughs> no. There's a... Pay and I have been watching The Office again lately, and it just, and what you just did there uh, reminded me of a Dwight line where he just says to Jim, "I don't believe you." Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying to think of other British bands. Obviously, you got like Ed Shikari has to be up there. Up there for me, anyway. I don't know if you class them in the the. I don't know about greatest of all picture, time, but um, personally for me, although so I've searched British metal bands. And there's nine that are on. It's track and force on the list. Nine that are on the the, the Google front page, front page before I before I click any more. I'm going to go through them one by one. Some of them are not British. <laughs> Iron Maiden, British. Sure. Judas Priest, British. British. Sorry, British. Motorhead, British. British. Metallica, quite famously not, not British. British. Saxon. Don't know. I think they're British. Girl School? Don't, don't know. know them. Tokyo Blade? Uh, probably. 
deep purple. Are they British? Yeah. And finally, Dragon Force. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did I ever tell you one of my favorite stories about Metallica with uh, with um, Lars Ulrich? Is it? Yeah, Metallica. Yeah, Metallica. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what that was from. Um, it was from um, from oh, their documentary, some kind of monster. Yeah, um, and one of them they spell the word Metallica wrong. A roadie on there. Yeah, and he goes, "Yeah, Metallica." And Eric and Eric's an old friend of ours. Um, fucking hell! Just became, it just became a running thing. I'm um, on rateyourmusic.com and I've searched the very best British metal bands. Number one, Iron Maiden. Number two, Dragon Force. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset about this. Um, so. MTV did a show many, many years ago where they took musicians back to their childhood homes and they did an episode with Lars Ulrich. Um, but I guess they had to do like a half episode for him because his childhood home in Sweden is now a sperm bank. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Have you, ever, have you ever heard that joke where it's like, I got fired from the sperm bank. Turns out you can't say, get a load of this guy whenever someone comes in. <laughs> That's very good. That's great. You have so many of these jokes. So sorry, Tim. I'm looking at 11 bands shaping metal in the UK right now. I don't know how how much you um, follow metal, how much you listen to it. I've got them out. Um, Architects. Yeah. Architects' album, latest album is incredible. I think I saw them at the Vans Warp Tour in, uh, in Pennsylvania a few years ago. Nice. Uh, Blood Youth, who I don't know. No, I can't say anything. Uh, the next one I highly recommend, if you've not listened to them, uh, Bury Tomorrow. You sent me a link of theirs the other day. It was really, really good. Bury Tomorrow, unreal. Uh, Conjurer, Employed to Serve, The Raven Age, Rolo Tomasi are very good. Rolo Tomasi are very good, yeah. Um, Tesseract, they're very good as well. Don't think I know them. Uh, While She Sleeps, oh, While She honestly, Sleeps, great band. Banging band. Um yeah, there's a lot of very good British music. I actually think I much prefer British metal to American, although there is one exception that I think is well up there. If you have never listened to Beartooth, listen to Beartooth. I thought you were about to say Dragon Force. <laughs> listen to fucking Dragon Force. Um, <laughs> I know Herman Lee's on TikTok now. He's been on it for ages. He just mm. basically looks at videos where people play through the fire and the flames and that's it that's his job now okay i have this unnatural hatred for people on youtube not for dragon force um for people on youtube shorts or or tiktok or whatever facebook is fucking shilling at this point with people who just like all they do, they're like, oh, I'm a reaction channel. But all they do is just make facial expressions at the camera and don't add anything. Yeah, I have really an irrational for, hatred for that. Good for a thumbnail, isn't it? Well, they're, th- they're a thumbnail and they're not even a particularly good one. Because if they were, they should probably be making their own content or be in the original thumbnail. Um, while we're talking about Facebook, um, I don't ever use Facebook now. No, I've not been on and about eight or nine years at this point. But I have a favourite page. So, round by where we live, they have a page called Before the Tip. And it's basically things that people are going to take to the the rubbish dump. They think someone might want this, so save a trip to the tip, they can have it for free. Sure. Makes sense. Every now and then you get an absolute gem. Go on. 
Now, I've, this is the second post in there. I might come back to this because there's some really funny ones in here. <laughs> Due to our hamster passing away today, I have a cage, a large bag of wood shavings, two bags of bedding, and a hamster ball if anyone needs it. This needs to be collected before Monday night. What's that's, happening on Monday? That's very specific. <laughs> I remember going to a house party once when I was younger, and I came back, and Mum told me that my hamster had died. <laughs> and like she just—you never went to a house party. No, I, I came back and was like, no, I wasn't there for his last night. <laughs> and uh, Mum just put him in the garage, and I was like, no, he's not dead. And I poked him, and he just like stiff as a rock rolled over. <laughs> oh my God. Which hamster was this? This was. Benji. I don't remember I had Bam who was like a psychopath hamster. Yeah, you named her after Bam Majera. I don't know I what did. you expected. Yeah, well, this hamster that I had, to give you an idea, Joey and I growing up we used to share a room and um, we had this desk in the room and, I, and, we, and whenever we had like a hamster or something on there, we'd always put its cage on the desk and I had this hamster called Bam and all it would do is run and eat. I never saw this thing sleep. And the moment I would get into bed, it would run up its little ramp and stand on the perch on the top part of the cage and just look at me with his beady little eyes. And I would wake up the next morning and it would still be there looking at me with his beady little eyes. And as soon as I got out of bed, it'd go back to its wheel. I didn't see it eat. I didn't see it sleep. I didn't see it drink. Only run, eat, and stare. Oh, my God. And then we gave it to a family friend and it bit their door immediately and they had to go to the hospital. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> um, speaking of our family pets and the traumatic uh, things uh, that come with them, do you remember our two rabbits? Yeah, uh, Lucky and Skippy, right? Lucky and Skippy. Now, one of them was mine and one of them was Tim's. Mm-hmm. And we weren't older. We were still in primary or junior school. Five, six years old at most. And uh, you might have been that age. I was a little bit older for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, and a fox got in and killed my rabbit, and your one lived. And my reaction, <laughs> all I wanted to do was call my best friend at the time, Michael, and cry on the phone with Michael. And <laughs> mum kept me off school that day because I was so distraught. <laughs> I mean, you were like, what, six or seven years old? You can destroy your pet being eviscerated in the pet. Uh, yeah, I kept thinking back on it, like, poor Michael, what the hell was he going to say to me? Go, look, he's, he's dead, the fox is here. <laughs> I didn't know about that bit of the story. <laughs> um, did I ever tell you about when I got in trouble with them because I stayed in the room with the phone and got really bored at, like, two in the morning, woke up and just kept calling their house? Because <laughs> oh, I knew, I knew the. Um, I'll bleep their name. I knew the home phone number off by heart because that was the world we lived in then. Yeah, and I was like, didn't have any kind of thought of consequence, so I just kept calling their house. <laughs> sort of psychopath. Were you like breathing down the phone to them as well? No, I was taught. I was like, I want. I just want to talk. I want to want to see how Michael is and blah 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 blah. <laughs> like it's two in the morning. Go You're away. <laughs> okay, oh. Tim, we are running quite long. We've got a couple of things to cover here. Um talk, tell me about your postage story. Right, yep. Um without saying where we live, my girlfriend works in the town hall and the local elections are coming up. And uh, we're away, we're out of town for the weekend, so we've had to apply for a postal vote. But the problem is, the electoral officers, despite being in the same building, won't take our application for a vote postal vote in person. So we've had to post them 
and I've sent Joey a photo of this, of me walking up to a post box, zooming in on the town hall sign, and then zooming out, showing me posting the, posting my application for a postal vote. This, uh, this post box outside can't be more than 30 foot from the front door. No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most malicious compliance thing I could have got about it. What I really enjoy about it as well is you didn't even get second class stamps for it. You spent a fortune on first class stamps. <laughs> we had them kicking around. <laughs> Oh. So at least you know it'll get to there by the next day. It'll travel 30 foot in a day. I know. I, I could only dream. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was ridiculous. But I do, like, I sort of understand why they do it. It's a postal vote, so do it by post. Well, yeah, but, like, if, if you know someone that works in there, what's what's the harm in dropping the application off? Tim, it's not who you know. It's uh, process and due diligence that okay. um, keep this country being called Great Britain. <laughs> otherwise we'd be country on fire keep this country on fire yeah. uh, otherwise we would just be called britain not great britain because <laughs> don't you feel don't you feel great right now tim uh... as a country aren't you proud of everything we do let's ask questions we don't want the answers to. let's let's move on really quickly so um the last final thing i have on our Agenda. I keep saying agenda. I don't mean agenda. Running order. I'm too used to being in work mode. Is phasmophobia. Well, we do have one more thing, but let's go to phasmophobia as well. Yeah, phasmophobia. Um, If you don't follow Game Club Pod on Twitch, you won't Mm -hmm. know. Or or Twitter, I guess. You won't know that we play phasmophobia quite semi-regularly. And I was playing it last night with Chris and editor Alex. And... Chris found out that there's a mode where you get a loadout predetermined for you, and if you die, you don't lose any of your equipment like you do normally, and if you win, you get like $3,000, which is a lot. Oh, it's a lot. What we didn't know is it puts it on the hardest difficulty and uh, in some of the largest maps that there are. Sounds like the school. It was the school that we played. I don't know what it is about Phasmophobia that is genuinely scary. It's so tense, Mm. and you... The the point in the game is to determine which type of ghost is haunting an area. You don't have to vanquish the ghost. You don't even have to see the ghost. You just have to work out what type it is. But within that, you can get killed by the ghost, and pretty quickly. It's. I just I don't understand what it is that is scary about it. But there's something like the genuine fear when you hear a ghost coming that. I don't get with other games. There's no jump scares. It's not like a classic bloogie woogie woo. It's it's, it's scary. Telegraphed. Um, but I think that's part of the atmosphere of like um, if you watch uh, any semi decent horror film in the last ten years or so, it's more about atmosphere than jump scares. And for what example? this game does, uh, for example, uh, we watched one the other day. I'm desperately pulling up my letterbox. Um, one, uh, what was one. it called? Um, Don't say Catwoman. Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, Joey Fitz. The, um, the Fanatic. Uh, not called The Fanatic, no. Yes, it was Speaking of Evil. It's a Swiss movie. Okay. Um, and the whole thing is just really uncomfortable the entire time. And the fact that it's like, not like, you know, uh, oh, there's a scary thing around the corner. It's going to jump out of the camera and make a loud noise like every recent M. Night Shyamalan movie. The fact that it's just got this air of uncomfortableness and something isn't right the whole time, that's infinitely more scary to me. And that's what Faz feels like mm. the whole time. 
It's like, yeah, you can't true. defeat this thing. You can't reason with it. You're just there to identify it while it tries to kill you. <laughs> That's very true. Do you know the last good horror film I watched, I think, was A Quiet Place? See, I was talking to my girlfriend about A Quiet Place uh, last night, actually. Um, I don't like the movie. What? Um, well, everyone I speak to seems to get a little bit offended when I say I don't like A Quiet Place. Like I did then. Exactly. Um I think, personally, that I I can't get into a horror movie that doesn't follow its own in-universe rules. So, for example, um, it's, to set, set the premise of The Quiet Place, and spoilers for The Quiet Place if you haven't seen it. Um, Which you should do. You, you should. I think you should get, give every movie a shot, within reason. Every uh, movie? Catwoman? Even Catwoman. Um, <laughs> Lord knows we times. are. Um, a, um, the whole thing with The Quiet Place is that it's set in a world where there's these like monsters that rely on sound, and if they hear you, they kill you. So everyone has to be quiet, um, which is a pretty fair premise for a horror movie. It's at least original. Yeah. And the first scene of the movie is what maybe a year into mm-hmm. the Quiet Place pandemic, for example, and there's this kid who's like, "I want a rocket ship toy," and. Everyone's like, well, you can have it, but don't put batteries in it because that'll fucking kill us all. And on the way back, the kid just like puts batteries in and starts standing in the road going like, whoosh, with a rocket. And John Krasinski, who's like 30 feet away, is like, can we use his proper name, please? Jim from the office. That's right. Jim Halpert. Um, Jim Halpert looks at him and is like, oh, fuck, my son's going to die. So he ends up running. And the kid despite having lived in this scenario knowing that he has to be quiet, it just stood there whooshing a, a loud rocket around. Uh, and it gets him you've killed. never had the chance to play with a really cool rocket toy. Well, yeah, but not in the middle of the roads when everything's supposed to be quiet. Yeah, but you can't resist a whoosh. The, a, I have a number of problems with the movie, though. Like, um, There's the scene where... I can't remember the the, the woman's name, the, the mother Pam. of Pam. It's not Pam Beasley. Um, no, but for this purposes, it is. Okay, sure. Pam Beasley um, <laughs> is uh, is she's she's pregnant. She's very heavily pregnant throughout the whole movie, and she's there giving birth. Uh, like she's she kind of goes into shock because she steps on a nail, which is already a stupid plot point in itself. Because who's hammering nails into stairs from underneath? But um, me. That's poor construction expert. <laughs> so she kind of she kind of shocks herself into labor with the pain. And she gets into this bath, and oh, the demon is around, or whatever it is. And so she's there having to give birth while not screaming pain, which is a very hard thing to do. And having uh, given birth yourself, Tim, I feel yeah. like you are the expert on this. For those who don't know, I'm part seahorse. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then John, say Jim Halpert comes back uh, from his day at the office or whatever he's doing. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, where is my wife? Where is Pam? And he goes upstairs and like, there's blood all over the floor and the audience is supposed to go, oh, she's dead. But then she slams her hand against like this glass panel, which would be really fucking loud, mm-hmm. right? Despite the demons having just been there. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, that's... It's it's another flaw that, that I don't like. And there's the whole thing... Uh, uh, the last one I'll go on... To, last one, last point I'll make, because, again, if you like this movie, great for you. I didn't, and everyone asks why. Here is why. Um, and so, you know, underneath the house, they've got like this room where, like, it's under the floorboards, and they've got like the radio thing, and they're signaling for distress. 
uh, yeah. signals or whatever. And Jim Halpert says, it's okay. They can't hear us down here. So then why don't you live down there? It would solve a lot of problems. Yeah, that is true. I always thought when I was watching it that I would die very quickly. I would. Mainly because I snore. Yeah, snoring is a big issue. I snore as well. Um, and that's it. We'd, yeah, we'd be I'd dead, dead immediately. Day, day two, <laughs> dead. <laughs> so there's the other scene as well. Sorry, I know I said that was my last point, but it kind of relates to snoring. Um, they <laughs> uh, have a they have a scene where Jim and his son uh, Bin um, go. Jim Bin. Jim Bin. Uh, J- Jim Bean. Um, yeah. So the son's name is Bean. Yep. Um, they go over to a waterfall and they start talking, and the son's like. Won't the monsters hear us? And Jim says, no, they won't hear us because the waterfall is too loud. So why don't you live next to the waterfall or record some audio with the waterfall and play it by the house at all times? Well, they have would, a radio yeah, for that broadcast. Would, that would attract the monster still. So you hang out for like a couple of days in the in the floor bit and they'll go, oh, wow, there's, there's nothing here. It's just the waterfall because they can't see. I don't know. I think that's... Uh... So go, uh, regardless of that point, though, they could go and live by the waterfall. Yeah, they could do. Yeah. Um, yeah. The child's name in the film is Cecilia, by the way. The one that goes to the waterfall? Because I know Cecilia's the deaf girl, isn't she? Well, Cecilia's actually Jim and Pan's child in the office. So, oh. Um, Cecilia. Uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the daughters. One of the daughters, Cecilia. Or yeah. the son, Cecilia, as it, as it turns out. In this, in this instance. We in live this. in a very modern age. In this universe. Um, so, okay, Tim, let's talk about um, some fun, mad stuff you found on the internet. Yep, so this is dumb shit from the internet where Joey and I send each other dumb shit from the internet and we have to rate it one out of ten dumb shits. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, I sent Joey one of the strangest movie interviews I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it's so hard to watch. <laughs> it's So it's Jared Leto um, doing a press racket for the film Morbius. Morbin time. Um, it, it's Morbin time, everyone. <laughs> and it, he's doing this interview with this with this VTuber. Now, for those who don't know what a VTuber is, it's like a 3D-modeled anime character. And the best way I can think to describe it is almost like it's it's like a, a 3D finger puppet. Does well, that it, make sense? It tracks your motion, doesn't it? So when you speak, your, your um, persona... The avatar. animated persona avatar speaks and moves and basically reacts. And I think it's their a way to keep some kind of presence when you're online with remaining anonymous. Yes. Because you can um, still obviously exude a personality that way, but you've you've got a 3D avatar where your camera would be. Yes. But it's Jared Leto being interviewed by a very, very Japanese VTuber called Fubikio, I think her name is. Something like that, yeah. And it's such a stilted interview. Like, she's like, oh, Jared Leto. I'm not going to do a voice. I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, Cancelled, episode two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's like, oh, Jared Leto, you have muscles. I also have muscles. And Jared Leto's like, you sound like my kind of fox because it's a fox character. That's so weird. It's so, like, Jared Leto's already a really strange dude. There's a point in the middle of it where Jared Leto's like, I really like your jacket. Is that Gucci or Versace? And it's like, well, this is an animated character. <laughs> and he's just like, I really like your tail. I would love a tail. And she's like, ah, oh, arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> like, 
Oh, this was this was dumb. It's incredibly stupid and weird and cringy. But I also, love it. I'm not going to score it too highly because Morbius is dumb, so it fits perfectly with it. <laughs> Do you think it's intentional? No. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't, think, I don't think any of the stupidity surrounding Morbius was intentional. I just think it's stupidity. I love the fact that like the intent just seemed to meme the film back into cinemas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's an incredible world we live in, isn't it, Tim? It's, like we're, we're living in a time where the internet can cyberbully the Sonic animators into redesigning him and somehow rally around Morbius getting back into cinemas. And then didn't it get like a record low sales of tickets because no one wanted to see it? Of course it did. It was a fucking meme. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so out of ten, I give this uh, three stupidity out three of ten. Stupid. All right, what what would what, what's your reasoning for the score? Well, because it's Morbius, and everything to do with Morbius is dumb. <laughs> so um, I feel like it fits. I, I feel like it. for for me, a higher dumb score would be like, "Whoa, that was out of the blue!" But this was completely out of the blue, unless you think that this is a Morbius press racket. If it was any of them, if this was John Wick, for example, I'd be like, so oh, "That's really weird." But this, I'm like. Isn't Jared Leto a bizarre bloke? But actually, this all makes sense. <laughs> He's a very strange man. He is. Have you watched the 30 Seconds to Mars documentary? I haven't. You should. It's really weird. Uh, he Again, he just seems like a very strange... Like I know they had a big thing where 30 Seconds to Mars, the whole band, and like some 5,000 fans or something went on like this island retreat thing. Yeah, he didn't know COVID happened, did they? No, he was, he was sat on an island somewhere. Um, like looking a bit like a cult leader, if we're being honest. Well, yeah, he does look exactly like a, the stereotypical image of a cult leader to the point where Far Cry Five made their main antagonist a cult leader and based him on Jared Leto. But like the photos from this island are him in like white robes and like he's sat on a wall with like a bunch of people sat like in in a circle around him while like he's got a book on his lap, like. We're looking at photos like that, and I'm, I'm, we're really excited to believe like this dude is in a bit of a cult leader. It's very strange. For the record, like full disclosure, we're not officially we're not saying he is a cult leader. He, we're saying he looks like one. Anyway, we have run over a little bit, but um, Tim, it's been a pleasure as always to speak to you this week. Yeah. Um, where can people find you online? You can find me at Wembembo on everything: uh, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, I have an Instagram, but I don't use it. Twitter is the most common place. Um, also on my other podcast, uh, The Fanatic, which is a weekly podcast where my host, where co-host Aya and I uh, get together and watch Catwoman every week for a year. As of the time of recording, we're going into episode 22 this week. So nice. we have got about 30 episodes to go, which is not a good feeling. <laughs> where, can, where can they find you, Joey? Uh, you can find me... Uh... If you look out the window now, I'm in the bush on the other side of the road. That's where I am right now. Just that... like Johnny, me and Johnny Vegas are there. Oh, that's what. Oh, that's what Johnny Vegas is doing right now. Yeah, he's hanging out with me, watching you listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for um, those who stayed to the very end for the Google Bard quiz question, the uh, part of the body that is fully grown from birth are the ears. No, true. My ears. I'm sorry. They were never that big when I was... It's true. No, I don't believe that. Look um, I don't believe that at all. But you can also find me on uh, Talking Lasso, 
if you search Talking Smack yes. in your in your podcast provider, where the lovely Joshua Scar and I um, talk uh, Ted Lasso Series 3 every week on Sundays. New one coming out tomorrow at time of recording. Um, you should listen to that one, Tim. It was the best episode. But apart from that, as always, listeners, thank you very much for listening, and take that, you bastards. Take that, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs>